Hello and welcome to the Offensive Zone Show, with your hosts Ian and Tyler. This show's so good, it's worth putting an offer sheet in for it. Live every Sunday on Twitch and available as a podcast across all major outlets. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Offensive Zone show. As you just heard, it's going to be hosted today by myself and my co-host who's rejoining us for this week, uh, and that is Tyler. So, hello Tyler. How's it going? Yeah, good thanks mate, good. Well, we are using new kit today, so for those of you that are watching on Twitch, uh, it might look a bit weird. Um, This is our first time using this software, so if it all goes pear-shaped, then we're going to blame them. If it works, then obviously it was all all us. Um, And... (laughs) For those of you that are watching on demand, whether that's Spotify or the various other places you can find podcasts, uh, hello to you guys as well. Um, for those of you that haven't maybe watched this show before, just a quick um, overview. This is a weekly show which covers the latest and greatest news in the NHL uh, and our thoughts and myself and Tyler in terms of what's what's going on. Um, in terms of today's uh, episode, we're covering a few things. We'll be covering our news section, which we'll be doing in a moment. Um, but also going to be starting a brand new little mini-series where we're going to break down each of the four divisions uh, and look at specifically four areas. So the first one is their season results from last year. Uh, then their off-season moves, that's both free agencies and trades. Uh, their playoff chances this year, and we're going to try and be unbiased because we're starting with the Atlantic Division and Tampa in the Atlantic Division, so we're going to try and be unbiased. Uh, right. And then, then the final bit is what one thing needs to happen for it to be a success this year. So, um, yeah, so hopefully... Uh, Tyler, you can you can manage to be slightly unbiased when it comes to Tampa Bay. I'll try my best. <laughs> cool. Well, look, the first thing we're going to do is get into our news section, and I had to do this, so I'm not going to apologise in the slightest. But when you've got the carpet software to do it, <laughs> why not? There we go. Post-production at its best. So there is quite a lot to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, there are lots of good things, but we do have to start on a very quick but sobering note. Uh, and we're talking about news in the NHL. Uh, you obviously couldn't move for the last couple of weeks without hearing of the, the passing of Jimmy Hayes. So there isn't a lot for us to say on this other than obviously our thoughts are with his family. Um, as a uh, Blackhawks fan before defecting to the crack and you know Jimmy Hayes was always a really top guy so um, yeah sad certainly sad when it's somebody that uh, that passes away at that age um, and as I said the thoughts are obviously with his family during this time um, in terms of other news that were happening there's a fair few contracts for us to go through so the first one which was probably less surprising than the uh, than the other two that was Couturier signing an eight year deal to stay in uh, in Philadelphia with the Flyers, uh, 62 million deal, uh, an average cap hit then of 7.76 million. Um, so it says in my notes because I didn't just work that one out. Uh, any thoughts on that, Tyler, in terms of what that means for the Flyers going forward? Uh, I think it's a good step for them. That was a really good deal. And Couturier even said that he worked on the AAV with them because he wants mm-hmm. to win. So I think he's going to be the next captain. Because yeah. I saw uh, Giroux said that he wasn't going to sign an extension during the season. I don't think that's a good sign. Um, no. But yeah, I think he could be the future captain, and he's a great two-way forward. So. Yeah, and I, th- I think for them it would be a uh, if, you know he's he is a good captain anyway. But I think it would right. be good. Just yeah, they've got him locked in. Like you said, it's, it's not a bad deal. I thought it was it was a good. Uh, yeah, good average contract size. It's not. It's not going to kill them. It's not as bad as some of the other ones we've seen over the last couple of seasons. Um, right. But I'm guessing that their agent and Svechnikov's agent are the same person. Either that, or they were just <laughs> not feeling very inventive. Because, like, about two days later, or maybe 24 hours, depending on time zones, uh, mm-hmm. Svechnikov signed an eight-year deal with the Hurricanes for 62 million, which means that his yeah. average cap hit is also 7.76. Um, yeah. I mean, that's. 
very different role, but I think it's a really good signing for for the Hurricanes. Obviously, we're going to, we're going to come to them in a minute, but you know that's a it's a great a great move for them. Uh, he's been fantastic since he came in the league. Some people might see that as a bit of a risk, given his age, um, but you know we saw that with Matthews. We've seen that with other guys that, that these kids when they come in, if they have a stellar first year, then you know you're going to have to pay them. Yeah, he's he's worth it too. I think that's that could be a contract that's a big steal those last three or four years. Yeah, but he's incredible. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, he, he he tends to to make the rounds because of the goals that he scores, and I can't think what the goals <laughs> called were the 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 spin, the Michigan. Um, that's it. That's the one, uh, which obviously was immense. But I mean, the guys put up some serious serious numbers since yeah. since joining the Canes, and and to be fair, like he is, if you're thinking about their centre pieces going forward, him and Arho, like that that is your your front two. So. Just, right. just surprised me they kind of paid him. And again, seven million. Compare that to Panarin. Compare that to to others. It's not bad. Not a bad deal. So yeah, and him and Aho are him and Aho are locked up at pretty good deals for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future. So they, I think they yeah, have exactly. a lot of. They can have a lot of cap room coming up. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and it's. Be interested to see whether the Freddie Anderson thing works for them, but we can we can cover that when we cover the Metro, so we don't want to get ahead of ourselves too fast. But sticking with <laughs> the Canes, and obviously we were talking about this just before we, we came on air, but the in the last twenty four hours they've put an offer sheet in for Kotniemi uh, from the from the Canadians. Um, do you think it's serious, or do you think it's just a bit of gameplay because of what happened last year? I think it's both. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I read the the general manager wasn't the one that made the call; it was the owner of the Hurricanes. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, knowing what the owner's mm-hmm. been like. You know, this yeah. is the same guy who said um, that not they weren't going to take any more defensemen in the first round, and yeah, you know, he's been quite quite bold since he uh, since he started. So it doesn't surprise. He has. Me. There was a signing bonus of twenty dollars too, which is Aho's number. Thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> they they started tweeting in French. It was just a whole wow. Yeah, their entire bio just... on Twitter right now is in French. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I see. I didn't know any of that. That's, that's absolutely classic. And I could just imagine yeah. the Montreal community. You know, knowing knowing. And I know I got some. I got some good friends that are Montreal Canadian fans. So I you know I, mm-hmm. I certainly don't hate the team, but they're they're very passionate. They're very passionate mm-hmm. about hockey in general, but certainly their Habs very passionate. So I can imagine that, that 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 kind of Montreal Twitter world at the moment is just casually exploding as as this goes on. So oh yeah, it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> long may it continue. I want to see more of that stuff. That's it's good. They, uh, chirping, when they announced chirping is come on, sorry. No, when they announced the uh, offer sheet. Um, back in last year when Montreal did it, the Carolina Hurricanes announced it in the same way, in the same like form of a paragraph, like using the same words. It was, it was pretty revengeful. Yeah. But like you said, I think in reality, they're sat there thinking, well, he probably won't sign it. But if he does sign it, we'll take him because he's a good player. You know, he's, you know, he's, it would be good in their, their organization. He fits. Right, six millions a lot, but like you said, they've got cap room, and it's, yeah. it's one year, so it's you know it's it's a it's a lot, but it's one year. Um, yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see. But I personally, I feel like the the Habs are going to match it. But it, if I was Montreal, I'm not sure I'd want to be paying him six million for one year. It feels I'm not quite sure he's earned that yet. I, I mean, you know, look and. For those of you that are watching live, you've got the ability to, to communicate with us, and we have—I have got my phone here, so I can see the uh, the chat within the, the Twitch group. Um, so if you know if you if you've got any questions, please please do put them in. But for me, like he's been he's been good. I think he's been mm-hmm. six million good though. So no, I, I think I read he uh, was going to get a contract in the two point two million range. So the Hurricanes almost tripled that. Wow. 
Yeah. yeah. But then I guess if, they, if, they, if they're trying to put the knife in, then, you know, it makes sense because now the Habs have either got to pay in six million or they lose him. Right. So, yeah. And it won't look yeah, good so. being the third overall pick and you're just no, losing him. No, exactly. Yeah. For um, a, a probably late first round pick and third round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I guess Nolan Patrick is probably sat in Vegas somewhere right now <laughs> thinking, maybe that's what I'm going to get, <laughs> but it is what he's going to get. So no. <laughs> he, he can dream on. Um, mm-hmm. On a more sobering note, obviously not quite as sobering as the first thing we had to talk about, but uh, Hank, obviously, people can see, hopefully, that he, obviously, if you're watching, if you're listening to us on Spotify, you can't see what I'm pointing <laughs> at the moment. But what I'm pointing at is a Hank jersey, which is behind me, my Two favourite goaltenders located behind my head, so uh, Henrik Lundqvist and Mark Andre Fleury. And Hank called it a day. Clearly, was medically related. Um, it, I mean, Washington have said since, haven't they, that he was quite close to returning, um, but he just can't. He can't get to a position where it's safe enough for him to play. So it's, it's a sad way to end what's been an immense career. Yeah, he's actually having another open heart surgery. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. fingers crossed that that all yeah. goes swimmingly because uh, the, yeah, the guy's a legend. I mean, okay, did he win any cups? No. Um, is he still a Hall, a Hall of Famer? Yeah. 100%. I think so too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt on that one. Um, and uh, yeah, and if he isn't, well, Hank, look, you get the, uh, the best. It's better than the Hall of Fame. You get to be on my wall. <laughs> as New Jersey does anyway. So, <laughs> um, cool. I mean, in terms of some other quick news bits, we won't spend too long on this because we want to get into what we wanted to talk about. But, you know, Dubé signed um, with the Flames, which was, I, th- I thought, a commitment from their side, a three-year deal, um, six, just under seven million. So not breaking the bank, but he's got potential. Um, and the Flames have kind of struggled in the, the centre position when it comes to prospects. Obviously, they've got Sean Monaghan and Backland, but generally, you know, they haven't got that much coming through, so it's nice to see to see them put some commitment into him. Um, right. And then the rest of the news is really around those that haven't been chosen. Uh, Tuka Rask came out last week, didn't he? And he said that, you know, he's going to be a cheap deal for the for the Boston Bruins, which I thought was, if he's having to say that, that, that kind of feels to me that, that maybe that's not as far along as you would expect. Right, um, yeah. But he's obviously still available. Uh, you've got Chara still available. Um, Parise is still there. So there's still quite a bit on the free agent market. And I mean, I don't know if yeah. you've heard any of the rumours of people being in for these guys. Um, the Islanders and Parise, I've heard. Yeah. Um, but I mean, nothing uh, for sure at all. So... Hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. It's been pretty quiet. Yeah, it has. I mean, most of the you know you go on NHL.com and most of the stuff is them talking around the team's kind of off-season moves, which obviously we're going to cover now. But um, right, yeah. So it is a little bit of a lull before the season begins. But you know, we'll we'll see we'll see what that means what that means for them. Um, I just noticed as well that if you are watching on our uh, on our Twitch, that the uh, the description might might seem a bit confusing because it's still got the same description as the other day. But never mind, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I can't change it now, so <laughs> we're, we're in. Uh, and then the, the final bit of news uh, was that um, Power, uh, the first overall pick from the twenty twenty one draft, has said that he's going to play in college this year, and I don't blame him. It's not I mean, like, you know, to play... I mean, he'd make the first team. I mean, I, I think possibly, you know, either of us could make that first team. Um, but the, <laughs> um, but it's, it's not... A good, it's, you're burning a year of his contract, which is pointless. He's not going to learn anything other than how it feels to be on a team that's being decimated. Um, the Eichel thing could potentially be a locker room issue if, if it's left to kind of... Um, fester so right for me makes sense I agree totally makes sense another year of there development for him playing on a stacked team in Michigan so 
Yeah, exactly. And defensemen tend to develop, um, I would say slower, because obviously Makar kind of books that trend, but <laughs> normally they develop slower. Um, so it just, yeah, it, make, it makes sense to me. So Yeah. So there we go. Cool. Right. Well, that was our news bit. There we go. I could get addicted to those things. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> there's quite a lot to my right as well. So if, yeah, if it becomes too much, someone's just going to have to put in. Um, yeah, <laughs> they have to put in that. Uh, yeah, just stop doing it again. But. For now, I'm going to keep doing it. So the other thing that we're going to do today, and I, we obviously talked about it at the beginning, is we're going to go through the uh, our division summary. So we, we are going to do the Atlantic today. Uh, there's quite a few teams to go through. Um, but there is some method to this madness. So if I can get this to flick on. Come on. There we go. Right, so for each of the teams, and I'll read this for those of you that are listening to this on Spotify, we're going to look at those areas that I mentioned at the beginning. But just to recap, we're going to be looking at last season's results, um, their off-season moves this year, um, whether that's free agency and trades, uh, their playoff chances this season, and what one thing needs to happen for them to be successful. So we're going in alphabetical order. There's no Boston Bruins uh, um, bias here, but I thought it was fairest to go alphabetically. So we'll start with Boston. So just to recap on their season last year, they won 33 games out of the reduced calendar, losing 16 uh, and having some overtime wins as well. Uh, they, In terms of their season summary, they were knocked out in the second round to the Islanders. I thought that was a great playoff series, personally. I really enjoyed that. Um, that was a fun one to watch. Yeah. That and the um, Florida one, which we'll obviously come to later, those were probably one of my two favorite ones um, yeah. for that. So. Um, and just a quick shout out to Zeppo as well, because I can, I can I see, see you in the chat there, mate. So uh, nice to have you here. And yes, the description is deceiving. Um, so <laughs> in terms of what Boston did in their off-season, surprisingly, they no trades really to note some smaller ones with low round picks and prospects but nothing major um, but they did sign a load of players that i think bolster them um past the top two lines because boston over the last couple of years for me have, have felt very much like a one-line team i mean that line is immense so we are talking right. about pasta marshall and bergeron so it's not just any one line but they obviously wanted to to boost you know, they're kind of, I would say, bottom six with some of these guys. But they signed uh, Felino, they signed uh, Howler, uh, and they signed Taylor Hall as, as your skaters. Taylor Hall probably right. being the, the biggest one. They obviously got him in the draft, in the draft, got him in the tra- <laughs> with a trade even at the trade deadline uh, at the end of last year. They didn't renew his contract until after the expansion draft, so they, they didn't have to expose him. Um but they also signed Allmark, which was a bit more of a surprising signing uh, in goal. What's your thoughts in terms of the uh, their moves? Um, I like them all. The Olmark one makes sense because they don't have too good to start the season. But I don't know what's going to happen with the goalie situation. I don't know if they're going to try mm-hmm. to run with a 1A and 1B with Olmark and Rask. Or if Rask is even going to be able to sign there. I don't know. But um, they also signed Brandon Carlo, defenseman, to a six-year extension, um, $4.1 million average annual value. thought that was a really good deal for them. He's a big defensive defenseman that's a crease clear. Um, it's what you need. Mm-hmm. Playing yeah, aside... No, Charlie McAvoy, more of an offensive. Well, he 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 had a very good two-way game this year. Um, but I think McAvoy and Carlo are kind of the future on that hmm. uh, first defensive pairing. Hmm. No, no, I, I, yeah, I completely agree. And the um, Carlo contract makes perfect sense to me. I mean, four million as well. You know, you compare that to. I mean, even 
you know, sticking with the, these guys. You, you you look at what the Kraken did with Alexiak uh, and a few, and right. a few you know, and others. It's four million is probably below what you would expect Carlo to have uh, to have gone for, but maybe right. he's paying the price for being more defensive than offensive in terms of his deck. Obviously, he is like you said, he's a, he's a big unit and he you know, he likes to to bang bodies as well, which is good. Um, right, but yeah, yeah, important for them because um, cap is an issue for the Boston Bruins. That's why I was surprised with their their moves. I thought they were very bold, um, but you know, very good as well. So um, that's that's good. As I said, nothing really to note on the trade side. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go first in terms of my thoughts for this season. You know, I, I don't see the Boston not making the playoffs. For me, they were a playoff team last year. And they weren't that far away from getting past the Islanders. Um, it was a really, as we said at the beginning, really, really good series between the two. But, you know, I, I think playoff bound, you know. I agree. I think everything that they've done is going to give them a little bit more of a boost. They have a little bit more depth than, I, yeah, playoff team. So Yeah. I mean, and Taylor Hall's form... You know, look at his numbers from last year. That they're not they're not lights out. But then, you know, he spent a fair few months in Buffalo, so it wasn't mm-hmm. you know it wasn't all in Boston. I, but he looked like a different player when he got there. And and similar to what you were yeah, saying he, about Couturier and his um, and his contract being lower than maybe what he could have had, but it's because he was thinking right. of the team. I think Taylor Hall's yeah. done that. You know, you look at the amount that Taylor Hall's on. I think he one hundred percent has put team first there. Yeah, I think he wants to be in Boston. He he likes it. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm just logging on to my favorite website, uh, which is the uh, was Cap Friendly, uh, and you know, and they've still got a million of projected cap space, <laughs> but mm-hmm. they haven't got Tuukka Rask in that. So, when Tuukka Rask said mm-hmm. he was going to be cheap, it'd be interesting to know how cheap is he going to be. I mean, would he sign on a one million deal? I'd, Maybe I suppose, but that that does feel cheap, you know, for a guy of his quality. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what I put down as. I mean, I don't know if you got something different, Tyler, but for me, if if you're going to say what's what's the one thing that has to happen for these guys to be a success, I think they need to get Rass sorted because I like Olmark and I think he's a good a good goalie, um, you know. But that's like after him at the moment. Yeah, they don't really have, a, a, and I mean, obviously there is Swayman there, um, who mm-hmm. had a good season last season, and maybe they're going to go youth. But I don't know. I think, like you said, they're one A, one B. If that was Rask and Allmark, yeah, you know, these guys are a seriously competitive force like that. Right, right, yeah, kind of like Vegas with uh, Fleury and Leonard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. <laughs> A big thing for them this year is going to be how Taylor Hall plays. Mm. Yeah. I think if he has a really good season, they're going to be a really hard team to beat. But if he underperforms, that whole plan kind of backfires. But And like you said, yeah. uh, getting the Rask situation, I think they need to get that handled before the season starts. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he wants to go anywhere else. I think he's made it pretty clear he doesn't. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know who else would even... I mean, most teams now, the goalie situation's pretty much done, you know? Right. Cool. So so that's Boston off to a good start. I mean, I th- you know, I said, I think they really do look a force for me. I think they are uh, someone to be worried about. Um, and now we're going again. It's in alphabetical order, so this is this isn't planned. <laughs> this isn't. There's no. It's just alphabetical. Before people think <laughs> for some reason. But next up is obviously the Buffalo Sabers. Um, their win loss an overtime record very different to Boston's. Um, they mm-hmm. won 15 games, which I'll be honest was a little bit of a surprise. Um, <laughs> lost 34 games, uh, and obviously didn't make the postseason. Got the first overall pick though, so. You know, that has to be uh, in the win column. Um, right. But what surprised me more than last season, because we knew last season was tough. Um, but I looked at their moves, and obviously, you know, the trade ones we'll cover in a second, but, like, they just didn't do anything. 
So I'll go backwards here just to cover it. But on the trade front, they traded Sam Reinhardt to Florida, which is a fantastic move for both Sam Reinhardt and Florida. Um, and right. They got some pieces back, but you know, nothing kind of major, major. Um, they traded Will Butcher, for Will Butcher, I should say. So he came in uh, from the from the New Jersey Devils. And I guess from, from New Jersey's side, uh, and if Drudd was on here, he'd, he'd be chirping straight away. But, you know, <laughs> they didn't need Butcher anymore. Like, they'd, they'd already got, you know, obviously, you know, uh, Hamilton and stuff. So they, did, they didn't need him. Um, and then they traded Ristolainen to Philly. Uh, I, it just, you thought... what. Well, they didn't like. They didn't really get anything. I think obviously they did get stuff back. So I won't. Those those deals they weren't bad deals. Um, but Tony signed uh, Asplund, who was their own like that's their own prospect. They were signing you know, mm-hmm. Dell as a goalie and Craig Anderson as their goalie pairing for next year. You're like, yeah. You know, if they've forgotten that it's 2021 and not <laughs> not 2001, because I think, uh, Craig Anderson is a guy that you can't help but love. Um, because he's just, you know, he seems like a really top bloke and obviously he's been through a lot outside of the world of hockey um, and, and then came back, which was immense. But, you know, he's not an out-and-out starter. You know, Aaron Dell is, is certainly not either. Um, no. Hinestrosa, Kajula, it's just, you know, I mean, Yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I just. I don't know, man. I don't see them not being the worst team in the NHL, especially with Eichel. Um, no, I think it's going to be a really rough season. Yeah, and, and you can kind of understand why Eichel is sat there going, "Come on, guys, what are you doing? You, you're going to get rid of me?" Or because this kind of goes back to what I was saying around Arizona and my frustration with their organization. It's because you can't just keep hitting the reset button every two minutes. It just it just doesn't work because you, mm-hmm. the prospects that you get in get to an age where they start turning around and going, I don't want to go through rebuild. You know, that's how you got me in the first place. And <laughs> and like, I just this I mean this Buffalo team looks like you know I just call it as it is. Right, that Buffalo team looks awful. Yeah, like seriously bad. Even with Jack Eichel there, it's, it's seriously bad. Worse than it's, it was last year. It, it is worse, yeah. Yeah, they're so, gonna. They need to have a really good draft next year and hope that they get some uh, prospects that hmm? overperform from this year's draft. I, yeah, I, 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 compl- I completely agree. Um, and I'm just having a quick look at the uh, at the trades because uh, um, Zepp's just posted in on the on the. Twitch about Philly getting fleeced in the Ristolainen trade, and I just can't remember what what it was or what the uh, what the moves were. So I'm just flicking down to see if I can see what they got back. Um, it. it was a first round pick, a second round pick, and Robert Hag. Robert Hag, yeah. So Robert Hag, first round pick, um, which was in the last year's drafts. They took a guy called Isaac Rosen. Fourteenth. Uh, right. I mean, that's pretty high to be fair. Fourteenth overall, and this yeah. year's second round pick. Although you would you would assume, and you know we're going to cover Philadelphia uh, when we do the Metro Division, but you would assume that's going to be a pretty low second round pick. But still, it's yeah. And to be fair, and let's be honest, Ristolainen and we were kind of saying trade, like people were saying trade him, even when Buffalo weren't tanking. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I don't think that's a, that's a bad. That's not the bad trade for me. What's more surprising is that they just added nothing. You know, they just yeah. You know, so my thoughts in terms of this season, like they're tanking. It's hundred percent they're tanking. There is no doubt in my mind that this team are not. You know, the only way that anyone's going to see them at the top of any charts is if they've clicked that button that says sort in reverse order because like, <laughs> they, are, they are going to be rock bottom. 30 seconds. Yeah, I I agree. I, you know. Nothing else to add. <laughs> <laughs> like that. There's nothing else we can say on Buffalo. That's it. <laughs> Buffalo fans, yeah. you, are, you, are, you are saved from, getting, from, from us going on about it too much, but... You know, in terms of things that that need to make this season a success, I was trying to rack my brain for this one because I thought, what could make a season 
when you're going to finish hopefully not zero and 82 but i mean they're going to finish <laughs> with a with a bad set of numbers um unless they're going to surprise everybody which they're not um so what can make no. that season a success and for me the only way this becomes a success is if they trade jack eichel and they get the chance to click the reset button but they do it properly and like you were saying this draft has to be on the money like they can't mess it up and they can't mess nope. up the jack eichel trade either no yeah the this uh that Eichel situation is the future of the team. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Right. So that's that. Uh, Detroit Red Wings is the next team. So no postseason again. You can see the winning loss overtime record was 19 wins, 27 losses, 10 overtime uh, losses. Um, off season? Pretty interesting off-season. Now, this is one of the first off-seasons, not the first, but one of the first proper ones now. We're starting to see, you know, um, the changes in the front office, and you can talk about that better than I can, being a Tampa fan. But I feel mm -hmm. like that the first couple of seasons, we didn't really... Obviously, it was still very much the same team that, you know, the Eisenman and uh, he inherited. But now we're starting to see Detroit start to bring pieces in and they're starting to look like a you know a half decent hockey team and they've got some good prospects as well they signed mm -hmm. you know Verana they signed Murphy they signed Pierce Suter from Chicago which was a surprise that, that Chicago didn't stick with him um, right Nadelkovic I thought was a good move um Nick Letty as well was a good move I I think they're, I think they're, they're going somewhere they, they look like they're starting to build you know properly rebuilding yeah. you know yeah, they have some really good prospects coming up too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 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 that's you know we've seen some of their prospects starting to play well, and you know, and I think there's there's more to come from a few. Um, but I don't I don't know other than go big, I suppose, which probably wouldn't have suited where they're at. But like, if you're looking at did this team get better in the last three months, or you know, possibly longer because they didn't have a postseason, but I, I think they did, you know. I yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. Um, so for me, what what this season looks like for Detroit, I, I don't see Detroit making um, the playoffs, and, and the reason for that isn't because I don't think they'll be there and thereabouts. I think they will, um, but the Metro is so stacked, and the Atlantic is is getting more and more stacked every day because you know we've got Florida to talk about still Tampa we've got the Leafs to talk about you know all those kind of areas to, to go through um, and for me uh, these guys are in project rebuild still and you know I just think it's about being competitive this season that's that to me is what what they're gonna be I agree yeah just uh, need time for the development too with those younger guys. Um, I like their draft this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and there is a few pieces still available. We were talking about Chara and Parise and stuff earlier, so maybe, you know, Detroit could look to do that. I, I don't know what cap they've got left. I mean, a quick... I think they have around 19 million, so... For sure could make yeah, something yeah, they happen. Do, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and the only people with more cap space is Ottawa and Buffalo, and uh, you know. Right. So we, we, we've already talked about one of those two. So for me, if we're <laughs> asking the question of what makes this year a success for Detroit, it is simply they need to improve. So they need to see the plan. You know, they need to see that they're on this road. It's a long road. And I think the Detroit fans understand that. I think they've been very patient anyway, but they understand that this isn't going to just, you know, they're not going to get one sign and then it's going to switch around. Um, but they're on this trajectory, which is to get back to being a playoff team. Um, for me, that's this year. If, if, as long as they can take yeah, that I think step. The, the biggest goal for them is to just improve. Like you said, better record, hmm. show some fight. Um. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Cool. Okay. So next up is the uh, Florida Panthers. 
in terms of win, loss, and overtime record. So 37 wins, 14 losses, and five overtime losses. Um, pretty infamous first round exit, losing to Tampa Bay. Um, but it was a tough, and it, look, it went down to the last game, didn't it? So it could, it could have gone either way, let's be honest. could have gone either way. Um, in the off-season, made some good moves. We talked about Sam Reinhart already, but they did trade for him. They also got, um, right. you know, good old Joe Thornton. Uh, so he's there. Um, they And then pretty much everything else was extensions. So they extended um, Sam Bennett and loads of others. And there was so much for Florida to do in the off-season, but... You know, people like, um, oh, his name's just gone clear straight out of my head now. Now I'm going to have to look at Cap Friendly. Um, but the, the <laughs> winger that was originally Anthony Declare, that's the guy I'm thinking of. So they signed players like okay. him, who for me, like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, I think they're going to be. In terms a... of their moves. I like them all. Um, if they didn't have that Bobrovsky contract, they would be a top-tier team, I think. But I think they're going to be a really scary team. They went to six games with Tampa without uh, their best defenseman. So and I think every piece that they've added um, makes perfect sense. And I think Reinhardt is going to be big, too. Hmm. Yeah, well, this is his time now to shine, isn't it? Let's be honest. This is his chance yeah. to take that right. step. Um, you know, and... and uh, if you think back to when he was first broke into the league, everybody thought that this guy was going to be elite level. So now he's kind of chance to prove that. Um, right. What's your thoughts in terms of them? Their, what, what's their ceiling, I guess, this year? Um, I can see them making a run, honestly. Um, if they can get the goaltending, I can see them making it pretty deep into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, and I, I think I think they'll make the playoffs. I think are they the because like I said, and this division is is so, and we're starting to get into the better teams now. So it's so stacked. I mean, you've still got we've still got Montreal, Toronto, and Tampa to talk about. So it's going to be tough to make the playoffs. But I think they'll be in the playoff discussion one hundred percent. Right, big thing for me, I agree. and where I think this is the make or break piece. Right, is like you said, the goalie situation. So, is Spencer Knight going to be as good as he was last year? Um, that's the first question. Uh, and then the second one is, what happens with Bobrovsky? Because that's not an easy contract to move, let's be honest. That's not an easy contract no. to get rid of um, if they decide that Spencer Knight is the guy. And they've signed Bobrovsky long term. Yeah. 10 million. <laughs> It's for the next five years. Hmm. I mean, even if they trade him and retain retain half the salary, it's still five million. <laughs> it's just hmm. hard to think about for a goaltender that they used for two out of six games in the playoffs. Hmm. But no, I, I, that's I, the yeah, yeah, that's the only situation I see for them that's uh, not looking good. Hmm. Yeah, agreed. So that's uh, Florida. So as we said, I, th- I do think they're going to be a playoff team. I guess we'll just see how far they go and if they can get in. That's the first thing. Get in and then you never know. Um, so second, or next up is uh, the team we were talking about earlier. So they're in the news at the moment for all the wrong reasons. Um, <laughs> but they had a good season last year, let's be honest. Surprisingly, when you look at their win-loss record, it's pretty poor. And we're yeah. talking 24 wins, 21 losses, and 11 overtime losses. Um, but it was enough to get in the playoffs. And as the adage goes, if you know if you're in it, you can win it. And they nearly did. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they they knocked out Vegas, um, which surprised a lot of people. They came back, you know, in their own divisional game. So it's you know they they showed a lot more in the postseason than they had done in the actual season. And I guess the concern if you're a Canadians fan right now is which Montreal is going to turn up in a regular season this year because if they play like they did in their division last year, in this year, 
if that makes sense. They, 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 last year's division for them was a lot easier than it is now. Like the Canadian right. division favoured them. Obviously, it favoured Toronto massively, but it favoured uh, Montreal because, you know, in this division, as we've been saying, they've got Florida, they've got Tampa, they've got Toronto, they've got um, Boston, all in there. So it's going to be tough to get back to where they were before, but they made some good moves. You know, Perot, Hoffman, Savard was a good move, I thought. Um, and they've managed to retain, you know, all their other stuff. Yeah, um, I think the offer sheet is a big, big uh, decision for them. It's also going to hurt missing Shea Weber for the season, hmm. their captain. That's a good point. Um, yeah, that's a really good point. I don't. Yeah, if if I if I had to uh, say, I I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, especially in the Atlantic Division. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right, and 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 ironically, it's just been posted into the chat. But if you look at the New York Rangers' record, it's actually better than 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 the Canadians, and and that's where I think there was a few things with the playoffs last season where the divisions that people were in massively helped or hindered, you know, their chances of, yeah. of getting through. And I I think the Atlantic is a very strong division in 2021-22, and for the Canadians, you know, they need to see. They need postseason price in the regular season, and they need postseason yeah. players in the regular season. That's the only way they do it. Yeah, opinion. I agree. And they need to stick with that plan of of, of building through the draft as well. Hoffman and yeah, Savard makes um, sense. Oh yeah, for sure. So when they lost to Tar, uh, that that made yeah. a lot of sense that they signed Hoffman. So. Um, mm-hmm. So, do you think they should match it? The <laughs> offer sheet? Uh, so, if they don't match it, they'll get a... You said it was a first and a third? Yes. I I, I think you've got to match it. Because yeah, you know, we're, we're going to cover the Metro next. Um, so, that'll be next Sunday. But I, I think Canadians, uh, Canadians... The Hurricanes look good. Like they could, a lot of it's going to depend on goaltending, but they could mm-hmm. make the playoffs. And then that first round pick isn't that desirable, you know? I mean, like Kotniemi was a, was the third overall, like you like you said earlier, and then he's a, he's he's shown at times that he's got the ability to be that guy. Um, and I know they were all in on him because when they took Kotniemi, a lot of people were surprised with the Habs' choice. At third overall, yeah. it's not surprised he went in the first round, but surprised he went as high as he did. Um, so I know that the organisation's pretty, pretty invested in him. Yeah, I, I think you have to match it. By, but I mean, you know, I mean, they've probably got the cap to do it. I'm just having a quick look now, but it's that's going to hurt. I mean, it's a lot of money. It's a lot yeah, of money. six million. So Montreal are currently <laughs> nope. They don't have any cap space as of today, and I would like to point that out. So today is the uh, is Sunday, the 29th. Um, the Montreal Canadiens have a projected cap space of diddly squat. So yeah, how do you do it? And that does already take. Well, Shea Weber's on IR, so I'm hoping that it takes out his salary. I think it does. Um, but if Don't it doesn't, it then, then I guess they'd be okay. Yeah, they they have around seventy million without a uh, Shea Weber on there. Yeah, so now you're looking at it, thinking, well, actually, can we even afford? I mean, maybe this is what the Hurricanes are doing. This is the Hurricanes, you know, um, the game. Yeah, two fingers up, right? Because they're saying, okay, match it then. You know, we we can do it, but if you can't, well, you've got a problem because we're willing to give up our first and third to do it. Um, mm-hmm. it's bold I like it and a lot of the GMs and I know it was the owner like you said earlier but like they wouldn't they wouldn't they don't really do offer sheets it's almost like the the undone thing um, <laughs> but I quite, I quite like it it's a it's it's a bold move um, yeah would I like it if they were doing it to somebody in the Kraken no I would not <laughs> but, but yeah uh, if yeah. it's your team you're not uh, not liking it too much but it's really entertaining for all the fans mm. in the NHL yeah yeah 
Yeah, and the Hurricanes just literally, and I just because I want to use more of these, but there you go, just taking a match to the uh, to the NHL because it's <laughs> like there was literally nothing nothing going on, and then boom, we we have this. So right. interesting to see what it, and have they got twenty four hours to match it or something like that? Is it forty eight or is it I a week? I think or? it's a week, but I don't know for sure. Okay, so so okay, so the the news channels can drag this out for a bit further, then that's what we're saying. Fair enough. Good. Good. Um, Wow, I mean, yeah, okay. So, another team, another difficult team, let's be frank. Um, Ottawa Senators last season, it surprised me because if you look at that results here, okay, so just for mm -hmm. those of you that are listening to this as a podcast, you can't sit, so I'm going to read it out to you. 23, 28, and 5. Okay, so remember those numbers, 23, 28, and 5. Uh, if I can go back. Now, Montreal Canadiens, 24-21-11. So the Canadiens won one more game than the Ottawa Senators in 2020-2021 season. So in the COVID-impacted short season, Ottawa Senators were one win, win. Overtime losses are slightly different, but one win less than the Canadiens. The Canadiens got to Stanley Cup final. Ottawa Senators got the summer off. And so this is one of those where I was expecting with this, to be honest, to be to be kind of where I was with Buffalo, but I kind of understand what the organization is doing here more than I do I do others. But um, they weren't that far off making the playoffs. I mean, that's crazy to think that. They didn't actually right. have that bad a season last year. It just feels like, because it's Ottawa, you just always feel like they're awful, even though they, <laughs> they actually on paper weren't that bad. Um, in no. comparison, off-season moves, not many, understandable. Lots and lots and lots and lots of prospects they're trying to bleed through. The last thing they need to be doing is signing, you know, overaged guys that just aren't going to fit. Victor Mete, I thought, was a good signing. He showed moments of class with uh, with Montreal. Del Zotto, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. Dadunov trade to Vegas, surprised, but I guess they get pieces back. I can't remember what was in it the other way. I'm pretty certain it was a prospect and a pick, but um, Dadunov makes more sense playing for Vegas than he does for, for Ottawa next year because, like we said about the Canadians, Ottawa in a tough, really tough division. It's not a division you want to be middling in because right. you won't make it. <laughs> yeah, Um they got Nick Holden and a third-round pick um, from Vegas. Okay, Holden's reasonable prospect. Not like yeah, I thought it was a different from Meta. Right, I thought it was a good trade. I mean, Dad and I was making five million, I think, and they're they're sort of looking more towards the future. They got to get a Brady Kachuk signed. Yes, and yeah, Jake he is he is seriously good. Um, yeah, but you know they had some good things last year. I mean, probably gonna, it's probably not pronounced quite those, but Pinto. I thought you know is it Shane Pinto? He came into last season. He, you know, another one of their many prospects. I mean, they've got so many prospects. Before you go into, they've got like Logan Brown, um, mm -hmm. you know, and like you said, Brady's Chuck, obviously. Um, Brands you know, the, the yeah. So they've got a lot of people um, there that are all making those slow steps towards being good. So I don't put these guys where Detroit are. I think Detroit are further along the project than Ottawa. But Ottawa, I, you know, as long as they see an improvement this year, I think they can class this that as a successful year. Um, the fans being back, I think, will help. Yeah. Um, because, you know, those fans deserve some, some wins and some good times when they're in that stadium. So hopefully they'll get that next season. Right. I think they're going to be better than people think this year. Mm -hmm. I think last okay. year was a, a a good step for those uh, younger players that got more ice time than they normally would. Agreed. Agreed. So, that's Ottawa. <laughs> we knew we were going to come to these guys eventually. So, And for those of you that haven't been on our website and... Uh, our website, by the way, is www.theoffensivezone.com. So nice and easy to remember. Um, 
you go into the host section, you will see blurbs about myself, Tyler, and our guests that we'll be having over the next couple of weeks. We obviously had our first one last week in JP from Golden Steel, uh, which was uh, which was really good fun. Um, but Tyler is a, a massive Tampa Bay Lightning fan. I think that's safe to be said. Um, <laughs> so I too, I'm not even going to talk on this one. I'm just going to let you, I'll let you take. You can you can see the um, you can you can see the screen. Okay, so I'll, I'll let you take it away, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I thought it was, we did everything we needed to, uh, Gaudreau, it's, our entire third line's gonna be gone, but, uh, in Coleman, Gord to Seattle, Coleman to Calgary, and Gaudreau to the Rangers, so it will be interesting how we're gonna fill that hole, because they were a huge part of both of those Stanley Cups, um, Corey Perry, if he's not on your team, you hate him. If he's on your team, you love him. So I'm back on the Corey yeah. Perry bandwagon. Uh, it'll be fun to have him on the team. Uh, Bogosian was part of the first cup run. Uh, I like him. He's just a big body on the right side. And Brian Elliott, he's not going to be getting uh, many games behind Vasilevsky. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they uh, – they turned it on in the playoffs. We got Braden Point um, signed, eight-year extension, $9.5 million average annual value. Um, yeah. thought that was a pretty good deal for him. He's he's unreal. So, And to move Tyler Johnson, too. I, I love Johnson, but the cap hit, and he's 31 years old. Um, he's in Chicago now, I believe. So yeah, I thought is. it was yeah. a... We knew it was going to be a different looking team, and that's what happened. So, and obviously, the Lightning, as of today, projected cap space is uh, is diddly squat again, which is no mm-hmm. surprise, really. But they, they, you know, they will, they will get, you know, they will get some back, obviously, with injuries during the season and stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens next year because it, it is going to be it's going to be tough. But a lot of your kind of core guys are signed long term which is which is good but right you know i mean i i know obviously you you couldn't be here for for last week's but when we were talking to jp we were saying around the whole win now mode and does it cost teams in the long run and the answer is well if you win some cups who cares and and that's what tampa bay have done i mean if tampa bay have you know after the next say two or three seasons down the line down the road they you know they have to go into cap hell and and they start kind of tailoring off as a team well you know they won two cups potentially three and you know, four by who knows <laughs> by then so mm-hmm. it'll all been worth it and i time the moves made sense the tyler johnson move was an interesting one um you know chicago it, it feels like they're preparing for a season without jonathan taves again but we guess we'll see but tyler johnson makes sense for them good yeah. guy makes sense um so i was completely happy with all the moves that lightning made uh, the Yanni Gord thing, like I said, a bit painful, but um, they they were going to yeah. lose somebody to Seattle, weren't they? So I think that made sense. Yeah, he was one of my favorite players to watch. He mm-hmm. uh, puts out a hundred percent on every shift. You'll you'll like watching him. <laughs> yeah, well, you see that now you've got the choice, right? So uh, those mm-hmm. of you that can't see, uh, I am sadly wearing my uh, my Seattle Kraken hoodie. <laughs> uh, I am I'm representing. The uh, the Seattle massive for for the for the you know for the podcast today, but um, the most important thing is going to be the jersey. Uh, oh no, we've just lost Tyler. There you go, off he goes. Oh, I keep talking anyway. It's fine. He'll um, <laughs> come back in in a minute, no doubt. Um, but the uh, there we go. So is it just just the mention of uh, Seattle Tyler just too much for you? So are you back now? Welcome back. Yeah, so, I, uh, my whole <laughs> fine, system man. just it's shut right. down. So <laughs> cool, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, so the, the jerseys come out. I think it's the fifteenth of September, um, and I will be buying both. So I do need to think of who's going to go on those the back of those. So Gord, he might make the cut. Um, in yeah. terms of this season, I put three Pete down as what I think the expectations are for the team. I look at the team. I don't see any reason why they can't do it again. It sounds stupid, and it, you know this is a team that could have lost to Florida in the first round. I mean, like they, it was that close, um, but right. 
they they just like Bogosian, Perry. They're in the playoffs, hundred percent. They're in the playoffs, and then who knows? But I I think they're you know they are the team to beat in twenty twenty one. I agree. Yeah, trying not to be biased, but I think they are <laughs> definitely going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so so now we've got one last team to do, and I'm going to play one little clip, and then you see if people can guess which team that we're going with. So, <laughs> I know, and the uh, the Toronto Maple Leaf fans among us are going are gonna to hate me for playing that clip, but. Um, that's true. Everybody's favourite team to hate, the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, for, for various reasons. And I'm sure people will list in the chat the various reasons why they don't like them. But they are always um, everybody's least favourite. And that's from Toronto, of course. And then they are your team. But if you're not, you, they are the Marmite of the NHL. You either love them or you hate them. There is no in-between. <laughs> um, but they had a fantastic season last season. Regular season. Let's just clear that up. Fantastic regular <laughs> season. 35 wins, 14 losses, uh, and one overtime loss. Um, in a division that favoured them, being honest. They were in a division that favoured them. But, you know, you can only play who was in front of them, and they and they played very, very well. And they looked immensely strong in the regular season. Then it gets to the playoffs. And... Well, that was the end of that. So, <laughs> standard Maple Leafs, fantastic regular season, off-season collapse, and we're back where we were again. And Dubas mm-hmm. and group are left looking slightly red-faced uh, as, <laughs> like, you know, a bazillion dollars in cap in forwards isn't enough to get out of the first round, which, I, which, was, which is disappointing. But look... Maple Leaf fans know this all, all, all too well. So it became the off-season of we need to make the right moves and we saw talks of Mana being traded, we saw talks of Tavares being traded, all sorts of things going, making the making the rounds. Um, but they didn't do any of that. Uh, but they did sign Nick Ritchie, Kasia, um, Mrazic in goal with obviously Freddie Anderson going to um, the Hurricanes. Uh, and uh, And... The, probably the most bizarre signing of all of it, they signed David Kampf, I think for like three years on, on a one million deal, one million each year for three years or something like that, um, which I, I thought was a bit bizarre. And as somebody who's watched Chicago for many years, um, not a big fan of David Kampf. He's a nice guy, but <laughs> yeah, he's not getting them out the first round. Let's, 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 let's be clear, right? <laughs> he's not getting them out the first round. Nick Ritchie, again, like, yeah, okay. Is it because that's two Boston players? Is their mantra this season? If you can't beat them, copy them. Because like Nick Ritchie was at Boston, Kasha was at mm-hmm. Boston. Um, they normally lose to Boston in the first round, so maybe the Leafs just thought, well, if we have all their players, they can't beat us. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually I liked I actually liked their moves. Honestly, um, Ritchie's a big body. Um, Kasha's very talented. Um, I don't know what the deal was with Freddie Anderson and the fan base, but I guess the whole stigma is in big, big games, he disappears. Um, mm-hmm. so they're changing it up. So they're getting Peter Morazic, who's, who's a well known, yeah. um, for being about as indifferent as it gets. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just like, I look at that team and I think, did they get better? And I kind of sat there thinking, no. I think <laughs> like it's and it's hard because they were like they they lost fourteen games like in the in the regular season. I mean they 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 were fantastic in the regular. Season. It's really hard to sit there and say, do they need to get better? I just right. felt like, yeah. Well, we'll come we'll come to it in a minute. But I I feel like for me, like Dubas is on borrowed time now. I know the organisation put a lot of faith in him and it's that faith which has kept him here today. I think right. any other GM who didn't have his backing and they think his upside in terms of Dubas's potential as you know, as a leader in that organisation is, is is massive. So, you know, they're obviously not going to quit on him. 
But that organization has spent an absolute cake load of cash. They've got one of the most expensive forward groups in the league. You know, Dubas himself said, I'm going to win with skill. Here's quote. And so far, it's not working. <laughs> right? It's just not right. working. And maybe that's where Richie and Kasher and some bigger bodies come in. But mm-hmm. we saw it last. They did the same last season. They brought some bigger bodies in. You know, they did that with um, Joe Thornton. They had Bogosian. Bogosian was there, yeah. So they, they kind of did yeah. this. Um, I so... think it's just a big year. Big year for them. They got to make the playoffs, and they—I think they have to make it to the, at least the second round. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they've got, they've got to. They've got, I mean, that's why I, mean, I, I put that at the bottom of this list that they're going to make the playoffs. Like they are going to make the yeah. playoffs. That's a hundred percent going to happen. If it, they don't make the playoffs, well, Dubas doesn't have to worry about what he's doing at the summer anyway because he's not going to be there. And neither Sheldon Keith. Right? <laughs> if they don't make the playoffs, the two of them are on the free agency oh, yeah. list themselves. Hundred percent. You'd have to think so. Yeah. So they're going to make the playoffs. The question is, can they carry it into the off season? And I think that's that for me. I don't know. I don't know. I like Austin Matthews. He's an immense talent. Um, questionable, maybe off the ice sometimes, but he's he's an immense talent on the ice. Um, mm-hmm. Tavares, I think they regret because it's a lot of cap. I don't think they regret him as a player. I think he's a fantastic player, but. He he's never been what he was for the Islanders for for Toronto, in my personal opinion. Um, and when you've got him <laughs> as eleven, he's eleven million. You know, like it's a lot of money. Yeah, I um, think I do think if he doesn't get hurt in the playoffs, that they win the series. But that's hockey; stuff happens. Good so. point. Good point. And, and, and nobody wants to see anybody get injured like that in the playoffs either. So yeah. That does that does suck. Um, so there's one last thing which we're going to do today, and I'm going to see if I can if I can get this to work. Hopefully, it's going to work <laughs> in the background. But we were talking about um, things that other aspects. So one final thing to wrap this podcast up, and that is what we're calling front office frenzy. So we talked <laughs> around um, the the Dubas thing initially, but there are others, of course. Um, and who do you think, Tyler? Of all the GMs, of all the head coaches out there, who's on the hot seat? Um, everyone in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how much worse can they get? Um, I mean, like the bar's pretty low. I, I let's don't. Be honest. I don't know what they're doing over there, but uh, Toronto, I would say. I think so. I think I either of them or Buffalo. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think if you look at all the other teams, um, maybe Boston, maybe because you know Bruce Cassidy's been there a few seasons, are they now going to be looking at him and thinking, you know, maybe we do need to change it up? But you know, I, I don't, right. don't think it would. I think it would take a really bad season for one of those guys to look at it. I think Ottawa is one where, like, they know what they are, like, and they're happy with it. Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, does the GM change there? I don't think so. I think they're pretty invested in him. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> and good luck throwing him out of the building, by the way, if he does get sacked, because that man is massive. Um, so, <laughs> he is. Like, it's just freaks this weird. Maybe it's because Montreal, like, it would be so long since I saw them in the playoffs with it for, well, for any length of time. Um, but when, when they showed the picture of him, I was like, I don't remember him being that hench. But anyway, he is very hench. Um, but... So I agree with you. I, I think it's, and it would be hard for it to be Sheldon Keith, if I'm honest. I think, like Dubas has played the coach card now. You normally get one of those, mm-hmm. right? So you can you can get rid of a coach, and the management will think, well, maybe the GM's got the plan, but the guy couldn't execute it. But if the next coach mm-hmm. comes in and he's crap, that's when you're now on the hot seat. So right, yeah. I think another if they don't make it out of the first round, Dubas and Keith, they're gone. Hundred percent, hundred percent, they are gone. It's a reasonable prediction. There you go. I know. There's, there's my hot take for the uh, <laughs> for, for <laughs> the first of our little mini series. 
uh, making the most or the least bold take possible, which is to say that potentially <laughs> if the Leafs don't do well, maybe people will have a problem with that. Um, but there you go. So that about wraps us up. I think that covers everything that we were going to cover. All that's left for me to say really, obviously, is uh, thank you, Tyler, for being on here today. Thanks you to everybody who has listened to this. So if you're listening to it live, thank you very much for being involved. Uh, if you're listening to it on demand uh, via either YouTube or um, via our podcast, uh, which obviously is on Spotify and other podcast outlets, uh, then we thank you very much for that. We're going to be recording one of these shows uh, every week. So it'll be every Sunday. So live at the same time every Sunday, um, except for when one of us is on holiday, of course. Um, but <laughs> And then it will be on, on Spotify about 24 hours later. So thank you again for everybody. Uh, and we will see you next week. So see you later.